Pegasus Podcast, presented by Night Sports Now. UCF news, views, and a few hot takes. Now, here are your hosts, Bailey Go Knights Adams and Christian Charge-On Simmons. Welcome into episode 184. Be sure you're following us on Twitter at BaileyJAdams22, at Simmons, at Night Sports Now, and at Pegasus Podcast. Season's over. I'm very happy about it. If you're uh, joining us for the YouTube version, I'm sorry that this looks like we're doing a hostage video where we're asking for ransom because we are in my hotel room. And so <laughs> it's bad. We did it. We did the pod in this exact hotel after the Gasparilla Bowl in 2021. But two things were different. One was that we didn't have a video pod then. So it didn't matter how we sat. And two, there were two chairs. And oh, uh, the other thing that was different is they won that game. <laughs> and they won that game. Three different things, actually. And uh, we only had one chair and I didn't process that. So we're now sitting on my bed. On the edge of the bed. Into this this camera and it looks very yeah. very bad but um you know what else looked very bad UCF football tonight UCF got beat by a quarterback who went seven of 13 for 87 yards and a touchdown and also an interception so it, losing to a team that only had seven completion that's actually they've done that before. losing they to a team that was only there because Miami forgot to take a knee in that game I found myself thinking a lot tonight during the game about how UCF was supposed to be playing a Duke team without their quarterback and without their head I thought coach. about that on the drive, on the drive. Here. And then at the very last minute, the ACC said, no, no, because you all played last year. So instead you need to play Georgia Tech, even though you also played them last year. I also thought, why, why couldn't UCF play Syracuse? Like I had both of those thoughts. Like, <laughs> could we have just played there. Syracuse or Duke? When, when like the reality was they played a Georgia Tech team that is not good and no. really didn't have to do much to beat them. They just had to run the ball. Which I will say, I'm going to be stunning. careful about what I say on this podcast, and I want to shout out. Um, oh man, I don't remember his Twitter handle. It's it's like UCF Zach on Twitter's yeah. or something like yeah. that. It's a listener who he he um he re- he replied to us and was like, appreciate the work you do this season, Christian. Looking forward to you blaming the fan base and letting Gus off completely. And as I read that message, I was already planning to do that on the podcast. So I feel like I'm just gonna, I'll let it go and we'll talk about the fan stuff later. But my main takeaway for this game, honestly, is like, I, I guess why I'm not in the same headspace as a lot of the fan base is I don't get what changed. Like they just played exactly how they played all season. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like it sucked that they lost, but like, was this surprising? Just reinforced how I felt before. And I kind of forgot I felt that way because it's been a nice month without UCF football and things were all positive. There was the recruiting class. There was RJ coming back. There was Javon coming back. It's the first time we're talking about that on the podcast, yeah. actually. Welcome back, Javon, um, for 2024. Yeah. And, and RJ. RJ yeah. happened after our last podcast. Isn't it funny that those two players far and away had the best games tonight, too? Oh, yeah. Like, they both yeah. had insane games. Uh, it didn't matter at all. No, it sure didn't. It was fun uh, to watch. Yeah, so, like, everything felt nice for a month. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, they got this recruiting class and, like, things are looking up. And then I feel like tonight reinforced why I feel like there's going to be a ceiling on this program under the special staff. I don't because, well, maybe I do, but not to the degree that you all think. That's a great start. Well, I, this is a, guys, <laughs> I I'm just going to level with you I right now. I but I do. I'm exhausted. It's late. I'm sitting on a freaking bed. I They, they lost the game and everyone's you said, you're sitting on a bed. Like, that's a hard thing to do. Like, I'm in hard. a bed. There's no, there's no back support. By the way, if you're hearing laughs in the background, oh, yeah. Yeah, Bailey's girlfriend is like, right off screen that way. I promise that we aren't so, like, egotistical that we added a laugh track to our podcast, yeah. even though that, like, we kind of, that would be kind of funny. Like every time I say something, there's just laughs in the background. I would do okay. Bailey's girlfriend is not booing, but that's fine. Um, but I think that like my main takeaway for the future of UCF football or whatever is that bowl games don't mean anything. They don't mean anything. You know, we see this year after year with every team. They don't matter. They're not reflective of anything. It's true, but I had this thought tonight, and it actually made me sad. Um, I feel like we've become the program that 
just like don't say that because it's not true well go say it first what, what did you think i was gonna say no i know what you're gonna say you're gonna say we're the program that just lives living for the off season yes it's been a year in the power five and this year is exactly what we always thought i guess that's the part that's bothering me is we spent all off season saying this is probably what's going to happen and everyone said yeah 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 then it happened and everyone's mad about it like yeah, this is, and yeah, I wish they'd won the bowl game. That would have been cool. And I, and the main reason I wish they would have won it is what I said before it. And what I say before every bowl is the main thing bowl games are good for is they set the tone of the offseason. If you win it, next year is going to be awesome. And everyone's excited and amped up. And if you lose it, everything sucks and fire everybody. And that just, that's literally been the case every single year I've been following UCF, which has been my whole life. And it was once again true. They lost the bowl game. So now everyone needs to be fired. And just, my it never actually works out that way. So I just don't care. Because I know? feel all of this right now. Tomorrow I'll forget about it. And like, I'll burn the tape and I won't probably. Because like, that's what I did with Duke last year. I was really annoyed. That was how the season ended. But like a day later, two days like there was points in the offseason last year where I forgot about the Duke game. Yeah. Like I just. And I'm not trying, I don't want to give the impression that I think there aren't issues and that I think Gus Malzahn is doing a swell job and that UCF is fair, because I don't think that. It's very, it, because truth is, the, the main reason they lost the game tonight is because, once again, they just couldn't stop the run. That's no surprise. They don't have the players or the personnel to do it. But the more surprising part was the offense just died in the second half, and I couldn't even really nail down why that was happening. They went from, and especially since individuals were playing well, that sucks. We've seen that a lot this year. That's a problem, but... Larger picture for 2024, as recently as three or four weeks ago, we were talking about how that year is probably going to be worse than this year. Now, all of a sudden, we're living in a world where R.J. Harvey is coming back. The biggest star UCF's had probably since Mackenzie Milton, or at least since Dylan Gabriel. Javon Baker's coming back. He was just all Big 12 first team. Kobe Hudson might be coming back. We're waiting to see what he's doing. They might be getting K.J. Jefferson. He's their quarterback target right now, who would be the closest thing to Cam Newton that Gus has had in a quarterback literally ever. They've, they've put the O-line together already, some through the portal, some coming back. They've gotten a really good linebacker out of Charlotte. Suddenly, I'm looking at next year, and I'm like, they could be pretty damn good next year. I guess. I don't know. I don't... But Haley's like, well, actually, they lost to Georgia Tech. No, I don't know. I just, I, I can't, I'm not allowing myself to buy into that uh, totally because I just don't know. Like, I, until I actually see the defense improve, like, tackling has been a problem for UCF defense for five or six years now, I think, like, even before this staff, like, they never have players who can tackle, and I don't understand what that's about. I think about. that's a Florida recruit thing a little bit. Why, though? I don't know. I just think that Florida's very, like, Florida high school is very, like, fast and skill talent oriented, and I feel like that just doesn't always translate it's, to, like, gritty football. Drives me insane. But I don't know. I just, I, nothing, for the, I guess the thing I'm saying is if they, if you thought UCF was in a bad direction before this game and you still think that, fine, but, like, that's your opinion, and, like, you might be right. Who knows? We'll see. But the people who, like, are changing how they feel about next season and going forward because of what happened tonight, which is a lot of people on Twitter, like, I've seen enough, or wow, I can't believe it. Like, you were all excited three hours ago, but now you're not? That doesn't make sense to me, because no bowl game impacts anything. They're in, they're just kind of their own little bubbles, and that's always been the case. So I just don't... I get being mad. Like, I think being mad is fine. I'm uh, I'm actually just lifeless, to be honest with you. I'm not even mad. I said to Bailey, and this is probably a terrible thing to say when you're a host of a UCF podcast, I worry that I've just completely become a P5 bummer in a year. Because that whole game, even when they were winning earlier, I'm sitting in the press box and I'm realizing I just could not care less if they wouldn't lose this game. And as they're losing the lead and playing badly, I'm just like, just I'm numb. I'm just indifferent. I was very surprised that you said that before we got on the podcast because it's like, very out of character for me. Yeah, because like I all leading up to the game, I was like, yeah, it's a bowl game. Like I'll go to the bowl game. It'll be fun. Cool. Like I woke up this morning and I was like, wow, I realized how badly I want them to win. Like I, I it's like I'm, I, I don't know if it was like I'm not going to get up for this game or what, but like. Now it's like, I woke up this morning and I was like, oh yeah, they it actually like means something to me if they lose this game. And so then, yeah, then they go up and I think the part of it, like if they would have just gone out there 
and not been able to stop the run the whole game, which is mostly what happened. Right. But if they would, if that would have been from the start, they wouldn't have gotten a seventeen to three lead. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had as bad of a time as I did because we're just like, oh yeah, like they didn't show up. The, this the issue was there was a moment where it looked like they were going to go up twenty one nothing and yeah. it was going to be over, and then that didn't. They did for a, a, a quick second where. Yeah. Where Kobe had that ball in his hands and then it fell out of his hands. And I feel honestly, like that's where, where as nuts turned. as this sounds, I think they win the game if that because it was when it was the Harvey fumble and that the momentum yeah. just shifted and momentum shifts are a real thing. And um, well, one other worrying detail for next season is I think Colton Boomer's just done. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to move. Which is really sad because he was a very good player for a very, I guess, not a long time for a season for UCF. He had good wins for them this year. He won them the Boise game and. I'm like sad about it because I liked having a good kicker, but we're up to a month now and yeah. three different games. He's just, it's, I don't know. You want call it the yips, call it whatever you want. We've seen this with kickers where it's a very mental thing and he's in his own head. And I think he's just done. And that's the thing is like, I think with the kicker, if you're an elite kicker, first of all, you probably don't even have stretches like this, but right. if you're an elite kicker, you can recover from this. Like, I just feel like most kickers, like it's the high level kickers that can rebound. Yeah, I feel like most kickers, when this starts to happen, it's just, there's no coming back from it, which is, no. it sucks. And that's like the nature of the position, but I feel like it might be Grant Reddick time going into next year. Just, I mean, yeah, but you know that <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be any better. Like we don't, we haven't seen them at all, but here, you want me to be critical of Gus Malzahn. Here goes Colton Boomer is going to have to lose the job in season next season. You know that he's not going to make a change this off season because we saw that. Don't forget that the 2021 season started with Obarski. Yeah. And then Boomer had to take the job away from him, even though we all knew, wait, 2022 2022, 2022 yeah. i was a year back 2022 season we all knew who obarski was and we all knew that boomer was had to be better because there's no way to be worse and we still start the season with obarski so. yeah and I, I don't i don't think boomer hasn't sunk to obarski levels which i think at least you can credit him for that but it's not going well and i don't i don't i don't know how it just magically gets better yeah. unless the whole off season is just like i don't know it's just something he can flush away and eight months from now he's fine but i don't know it's just it's a weird it's a weird thing. Kicking is a weird. I feel part like of the game. he can't because it's not like no matter what he does in practice, it's not going to be the same until he's in a game again. Yeah, you know? I just this is weird. I I have to say the main reason I wanted them to win this game is because of like this the reaction everything because it's been such a fun week. Like UCF just signed their best recruiting class ever by a mile. They brought in all these great players. R.J. Harvey announces he's coming back. Javon B Baker announces he's coming back. They might be in the mix. Well, they are in the mix, but they might be getting K.J. Jefferson. Like, there's so much hype, and I'm like, the perfect bow on top of all that hype would be winning the bowl, and everyone's amped up and excited. Instead, they lose the bowl, and it's like nothing else happened. Like, yeah. screw the recruiting class. Who cares that R.J. is back? And that's what if, is annoying to if me. If they can get K.J., I'll feel really good about the offense next year. I still, I need, like, I, I don't know how they fix the defense. Well, I don't like, know how don't... much fixing the defense needs because it's a, a wild thing to say after That's... the season. But I mean, it all comes just down to linebacker, right? It really I don't feels know if like it that. does anymore. Like I don't, hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it's a scheme thing. Like they, I mean, a lot of it I think is is linebacker. I think the fronts that they run, you would think the linebackers would be able to come up, plug the holes, and that's that's right. that. But that doesn't happen. But the holes and, go unplugged. Yeah, and then and it's just it's a lot of it to me is like this. I don't know if it's the scheme or just the, the game plan in general. But like we saw against Georgia Tech, all they wanted to do was run the ball because that's all they had to do. Yeah. And UCF was still running like six man fronts. Like there was no one in the box. Yeah. And it's like, why don't you just load the box because that's what they're gonna do? Dare Haynes King, Haynes King, dare him to beat you with his arm. Which chances are he's probably not going to. And if he does, credit to him. But dare that one play. He got yeah. half of his yards on a single throw. Yeah. D yeah. Dare him to do that. And I'll, I would have felt better if, if, if Haynes King, well, I don't know. 
was it the Haynes King went out there and beat them up. Don't know if I feel good about that either, but it's just, it was just maddening to see, continue to see the same plays. They ran like four plays. They all came out of the playbook in like 1978 and they just ran the same plays and they all worked and the UCF couldn't stop any of them. It's it. What's his name? What's the head coach? Is it Brent key? Brent key. Brent key. He's George O'Leary. He, but at, and he's George I, O'Leary. He's, we, he's, George we were talking O'Leary. about that in the press box. They're like, this is, this is a George, this should, George O'Leary is being proud of, of Brent Key. It was really just running at them over and over. And it shouldn't work in it. 2023, but it did. So and I went seven and six credit to He went, he went seven and six his first year. So I have to say something because the bowl game happened and I very stupidly said, let me tweet something positive. And I forgot that, that you guys aren't capable of multiple emotions or thoughts at the same time. So, by two former UCF. Players. I've been ratioed by two different UCF players, and I want to talk about this. Former so, UCF players. Not former UCF players. players. Yeah. Now, let me tell you, if they were both on the team right now, it wouldn't make any difference. But anyway, um, so I tweeted the 2023 season still had plenty of positives. UCF was the only new Big 12 member to make it to a bowl. They annihilated Big 12 runner-up Oklahoma State for their biggest win in several years, and they just locked up an insane recruiting class that will change the trajectory of the program. All those things true. Um, I feel like still not enough people like – Go ahead. I'm saying that's a great tweet, and all of it's true. Yeah. Wrong time to tweet it. I think. That's the problem. And I do agree with that. Because then when I started getting all the replies, I was like, "This was a this would have been a really good tomorrow tweet, <laughs> and not a two minutes left." Like it, it would have been like, "Oh, now that like we've woken up, we've had a night to sleep on it. Like here's at least something we can take away from the season." It was the, the clock at zero, and you're like, "Hey no, guys, no, no. I know no, this. No, no, the game had not ended. Oh, I tweeted it. Yeah, this is where you but, messed up." I, and I recognize that and I apologize for that. But I will say that we don't talk. This is part of the reason I get mad when UCF fans are like, fire everyone. This was a disaster. Like UCF was so much better than the other three teams that went from G5 to P5. And I'm like, if you can't, and you don't say the whole, well, that, that's them, not us. That has nothing to do with us. That's your baseline. Four teams jumped from G5 to P5 and UCF was the only one who was competitive. So give me a break. But anyway, I tweeted that. I tweeted the copium way too early. And Mac Loudermilk, former UCF punter, replied to me and said, moral victories are for losers. And has just ratioed me to all hell. So I just have to say something really quickly. And you can check the tweets on this. This is not the first time Mac Loudermilk has replied to me to disagree of something. And let me tell you what the last time was. Mac Loudermilk replied to tell me that I was stupid for wanting UCF to leave the AAC for the Big 12. I didn't remember that. <laughs> so I'm personally You're not bothered from, by, by Mac Loudermilk ratioing me. He, 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 he Anger sells. So, so when, go for it, but... I remember the last thing he got on me about, so I'm not too stressed. When about people start talking about the Pegasus podcast versus Mac Loudermilk, the Mac Loudermilk feud, leave me out of it. It's not a feud. Oh, I it, love Mac Loudermilk. He was one of my favorite players here when he was at UCF. It's not what you said off off camera. No, I'm kidding. What? <laughs> <laughs> say that. Someone's gonna take that seriously. No, no, no. Our our listeners are smart people. They won't take that seriously. Mm. why did that sound sarcastic i didn't mean that it sounds sarcastic <laughs> oh we're off the rails it's bad no I, I absolutely do not want to start a feud with mac Lattermilk. i love mac Lattermilk a lot if ever wants to come on the podcast to talk about why moral victories are for losers we'd be glad to have him on but last time he replied to me on twitter it was all about don't leave the aac for the big 12 because the big 12 is going to fall apart and i was right because i'm really wrong yeah but i honestly think that that was probably the wrong note to end that sentence on but I honestly, it's not that I think things will be fine. I think there are problems. I think we've established that Gus Malzahn does some very silly things as UCF's head coach. I just, nothing changed. Like he's this bowl game didn't change anything for he's me. And I don't, goose. He's a silly guy or silly goose. And I just, silly, goose. silly Gus. And uh, <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm This has been the most unhinged yeah. podcast we've ever done. Well, but none of you are going to listen anyway. Every time they lose, no one listens to the post game mods. But for those of you who are here for some reason, 
thanks i guess for i don't know if anybody that. heard that my girlfriend just had off screen i listen so i appreciate that that's great that's great yeah um, um i don't know where to go from here i think that's almost it we've been on to talk like five minutes let me so, say let me talk on a more serious note we've oh. talked for 15 i'm watching the clock oh, okay I don't um, started. on a more serious note i have very much appreciated everyone who stuck with us throughout the season and our audience has grown a lot this year which it does every year but that's just always really cool to see and whether you just found us this year you've been with us for a few years Really, really appreciate it. Um, we're going to have weekly pods all throughout the off season, so you're not getting rid of us. Um, it's going to be a ton of fun, I think. Maybe sadness. Who knows? We'll see. I can't know. I, that's the thing about the off season. It's like what, like what can really happen? It's like really going to be a, the, what's going to be the equivalent of like a loss. Like tomorrow when Javon says, "I've thought on it more," and I'm actually I, well, no, honestly, I, I don't think I'd have a reaction. Like it would suck, but like I thought he was leaving anyway, so. Yeah. I, I was very surprised that like when Gus tweeted the back boom today that it was that was Javon. Let me I know I thought it was gonna be Kobe. Yeah, which I, I'm willing to bet Kobe still comes. But so. let me ask you this question. Yes. If UCF lands KJ Jefferson in the next week, if our next podcast is talking about KJ Jefferson coming to UCF, do you think the fan base is gonna calm down and be like, oh sweet, we got a real quarterback, whatever, or are they just gonna be like, ah, you lost to Georgia Tech? I don't know. It depends on what people think about KJ Jefferson. I think he would be a huge pickup. I think so, but huge. I think there's people who also don't like. I don't. I feel like I've seen. It's not been super divisive, but I feel like I've seen a minority of people. Look, who don't at least him. he was playing quarterback at his previous school, so it's already an upgrade from. Which okay, that's, now that that's I, a really unfair reflection on the end of John. I was going to say, now that I've taken that jab, let's talk about the end of Jeremy's career. Which that was. A, I wish I hadn't made that joke. No, um, yeah, so John Rice Palmy's career came to an end at UCF, obviously. And I ended on a really, really awful note. He messed up his knee that's been messed up all season. He tweaked something in it and said he felt something weird and had to come out. He didn't even get to play those last couple drives. Um, I've covered UCF a lot. I've been to a lot of press conferences and whatnot. I have never seen JRP as just dejected as he was in this presser and that made me really sad to yeah. see him the final moments of his career to be like that, you know? Well, here's how dumb I am. Um, when he came off the field, I didn't realize he was hurt. I oh. thought they just like I thought they just like like they wanted to give it, like, no I thought like wanted to give him like a moment like oh like we're pulling him like everybody oh here. I see, and then I, I realized no one did that and he was limping and I was like oh no, that's no not he took that. himself out he I didn't felt, yeah. you can see he's looking at his no I, re I realized it after I was like because I thought that's what it was at first when I first saw him like leaving the yeah. field and I realized he was not to have to end your career running off for an injury and a loss is sucks because you know. I don't know. I mean, every player probably runs the last game they'll ever play at the college level, like through their head a million times. Right. And it's never that like it was, but he's the quarterback going into a bowl game and he wanted to like win the MVP, like not just for him, but like win the game yeah. end on a high note, all yeah. that. And then it has to like, not even do you like not even get to win the game, but you don't even get to finish the game. Like that sucks. Right. But yeah. And, and you know, if you've listened to this podcast for any stretch of time, you know how we felt about JRP and definitely all of last season, we were pretty firm in that he should not have been starting. I still believe that, but regardless of where you stand on JRP, I don't think there's any question that he's a really good guy. Yeah, and no, I mean, he absolutely gave everything to UCF. Yeah. Gus was talking tonight about how, and it's it actually was interesting because he talked about JRP's injury and how other quarterbacks may have just decided to use that as a red shirt. And I'm like, that rings a bell to another UCF quarterback that played under Gus. And, <laughs> and I didn't make that connection. Yeah, now. oh, I did. And uh, yeah. he talked about how you know it was a six and six season, and he could have just not played the bowl like most quarterbacks do, and he decided to play it. And, and it's true, JRP, you can't deny that he gave everything to UCF, and it sucks that. His era is going to go down. Probably we're going to remember the JRP era as just an era of what ifs. Yeah. Era? 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 Well, however era. you want to say it. Era. Era. An era. era. Yeah. Era we're going to remember the JRP era as an era of what ifs, which is mm -hmm. kind of sad, but it, 
you know, it is what it is. Few college careers ever go. I guess most of them end badly when you really think about it. If that's really like existential thing to think about, I'll need too late at night for that. <laughs> it's that's what the late at night pods are for just existential thoughts, but hard turn. Did it feel like RJ like they stopped giving it like they lessened his carries after he fumbled? I'd have to go back and look, but yeah, yeah he only had 15 carries in the game. I think a lot of them were early. the quietest hundred plus yards, 120 yards. He averaged eight yards shocked. per carry. It was like late in the third quarter. I realized how many yards he had. And I was like, I feel like I don't remember any of those happening. It's like, they just appeared. A lot of them were early. That's yeah. The thing. I, guess I feel like why. after the fumble, which is weird because they got weird on offense in the second half. It's hard to describe. It just felt like they were doing a lot of odd stuff and you know, it is what it is. That's Javon 173 yards. That was a career high for him. That's Broke a thousand yards on the season too. Um, yeah. Yeah, so the t- I, I don't know, guy. It's just hard. Doing to- a lot of odd stuff on offense just feels like it sums up Gus Malzahn's Pretty offense. Odd. Like it's just oh, it's a lot of odd stuff. I was um I was talking with a I was talking with a friend in the press box who doesn't cover UCF and we were talking about the team and and he uh said something about Gus calling the plays and I said oh he actually gave a play calling and he was like he was like i'm not uh and i had to explain like well it's definitely still gus's playbook and he was like yeah that makes more sense but i was talking to a friend uh usf fan who's a friend and he was like asking me questions about why ucf was doing the things they were doing like because like he was just curious i'm like i i can't give you an answer i don't i don't know and yeah it, it was that bad where he was like I feel like he was getting frustrated that they were like playing the way they were. He's a USF Can you make fan. The case that Marcellus Marshall lost them the game. What remind me? Um, the fourth and one oh, turned into a fourth and eleven, which JRP picked up the fourth and one, and the holding was behind the play and nowhere what near. What point it. in the game was that? Later, like they would have gone up. I think that was when it was twenty seventeen Georgia Tech, so they would have gone up twenty four twenty. No, that. you think I don't, they still? Lost. I think they still. Yeah, I don't that's think the, the defense could stop them. It was dumb things happening. It was Colton Boomer misses the field goal at the end of the half. It's Kobe drops the pass in the end zone, which is super uncharacteristic. It's RJ's fumble, which is super is, uncharacteristic. Is like, it super uncharacteristic for Kobe and Javon to drop passes? I guess not. But that one, I thought, like he's in the end zone yeah. in his hand. I thought the then, I thought the defender broke it up, and then on the replay, I just realized it just it didn't. And that's part of the reason I'm just not like it, it's. I try to think about like every football game is just moments, right? Like we talk about the 2017 UCF team. We have their foreign players tweeting about how UCF sucks now, and it's all like how you know know that they were amazing they were the best team ever they were unstoppable and it's like little moments it's like if bam moore doesn't hit a navy player the yeah. right way they lose at navy if mike hughes doesn't return a kick in the most insane play ever they lose to usf it's like every college football game is just built on little small moments and you can talk about trends and patterns of those moments over a season as we have with this team one trend for example being they can't stop the run under any circumstances but that's why I don't get, I'm not changing my belief of what UCF's future is based on this game because stuff happens. Kobe catches the pass. Maybe they don't, maybe they don't lose. If RJ doesn't fumble, they're up 21, nothing. I just, it, I'm not going to take an individual moment and redefine the next three or four years of UCF football on that. Cause that's not how anything works. How did you feel about them kicking the field goal at the end of the half when they did? I thought that was weird. And it Gus was. got asked about that in post game. And, and I, the, no, it was the person asking the question alluded to the Texas tech situation. He just said, Oh, eight seconds left, you know, had to do it. We're at the 13 yard line on third down. I will say JRP, the play before that spent 10 seconds doing nothing. And Gus at that point might've been like, I do not trust him to not run out of time. So maybe that was the thought. Yeah, and I and I, I guess he paid for that by trusting Colton Boomer to make a 30-yard field goal. And that's the thing. If Colton just makes it, we're not talking about that like a bad decision. Yeah. But he missed a 30-yarder. I, I, it, it wouldn't have been like it was if he would have made it and then cool, they go up, go into go into halftime with the lead. Yeah. I still wouldn't like, I wonder why they didn't try one more play, but it wouldn't have been like a big thing. Then he missed it, and then it's like you had a play to run. When he missed it, I was just like I thought he made it. From where we were sitting, I thought he, like he made it. I thought he did too. And then the ref, I thought uh, I thought the refs like I was like, wait, what? They missed it. And then, yeah, yeah, whatever. 
What happened did the play that this is I don't know we're doing this on the podcast, but what happened when Damari got the the unsportsmanlike? I don't know. How did I saw him like shove the players, but I feel like the guy was on top of him for a long time. I didn't see it. I don't know how that was worn offset. I didn't see it, and we didn't get a replay of it. Okay, so I was I wondering if yeah, I didn't see a replay or anything, but it looked like the Georgia Tech guy was just on top of him for. Demari did have a very wild pick before. Oh, that, that was though. a really good play. Demari's going to be very. I'm good. excited about Demari. I'm excited yeah. about a lot of that. I feel like Nikai had a rough night tonight, but like I'm excited about like a lot of the the young guys. Like that's the that's Listen, the good we, thing. We don't love Nikai for his punt returning ability, so we'll we'll give him a bit of a pass. Oh, I forgot about that. I was thinking about just he had some. He like, had some, a bad tackling like he, he was diving all over the place and yeah but they've got a lot of good pieces and listen we don't have to go into next year right now because we're, we have months to do that and i'm actually excited for the po- for the not the postseason the off season a little bit like i feel like we always this was up, the postseason unfortunately postseason. we always come up with some fun off season pod topics and we'll have a fun time and we'll you know have our usual ucf talks and um we'll talk about you know hopefully a quarterback next week if not maybe it will be a really dark and depressing podcast but <laughs> Because everyone else can find a quarterback right everyone now. Everyone else can UCF get a quarterback, can. just not UCF. But, but if, if they land and they can get KJ Jefferson, I'll feel really good about the offense. If they get KJ Jefferson back, the or, not back, back, if they get KJ Jefferson and they get Kobe Hudson back along with Javon Baker and RJ Harvey, they're going to be maybe the best offense in the Big 12 next year. And to be there after two years is wild. So there's yeah. exciting times on the horizon. Now, that's not to say they won't find a way to lose games next year. They should win because they will. No, 100%. But, that, and I think that's like, because this was a game they should have won, I think. I don't know. I don't think Georgia Tech. I don't agree with that. Georgia Tech finished fourth in the ACC. ACC sucks. I know. Sucks so much. FSC won. Yeah. Like I do want to say that. That's nothing because I and this is they finished fourth in the ACC at six. Let me let me say something. Well, yeah, I know. I agree. But (laughs) this was another thing that was surprising me as I saw a lot of tweets of fans being like, "I can't believe we're losing to Georgia Tech." And I'm like, "You understand that UCF and Georgia Tech had pretty similar seasons. Like I think these were pretty similar teams. I think Haynes King is a bad quarterback. I think so. But I think the Georgia Tech team as a whole isn't bad at all." Just don't think they're very good. Yeah. UCF's uniforms look better, so. That's true. Good combo tonight. Best combo of the season. No, I don't think we have time for me to rant about the Gasper Liberal production. Go ahead. I don't know. I just, I, we both were like, throughout the the game, it was weird. Like, they didn't, and this wasn't, I don't know if it was a Gasper Liberal thing or like, who does this stuff? But like, they were like these promotional things where it was like a lucky row. They did like three lucky rows. I think all of them were on the Georgia Tech side. Oh, and like my. they just kept showing the Georgia Tech fans like so much. I wonder if it was, just it was totally random. The last was I was like, is there not? Yeah, they never showed UCS cheerleaders. They were showing Georgia Tech's cheerleaders and dance team constantly and their band constantly. And it was it was just weird. I was like, are there not cameras on the UCF side? Like that was a weird thing. That know. is odd. But yeah, um, well, I, the head ref I also thought was hilarious, but also really bad. The, but he, but he, like Steve Harvey, the, the coin toss was the best moment of the night for UCF, apparently. Was it JRP who stopped him and was like, hold on, that's not... No, I didn't even yeah, notice. I, I just thought him like, he was like, wait, hold on a minute. He's like, I forgot what he said, but he was just like, wait, sorry. I think it was that he called it, it landed on heads, and he was like, it is tails. And I think JRP was like, isn't that heads? And he was like, oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, there were fun moments. Sure, yeah, that was, that was one of the last ones. Should we get out of here? Probably. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you mentioned the uniforms. I think that's good. We're done. We usually ended on the uniforms, but... I liked this combo a lot. I yeah. think that I'm doing a yeah, I'm doing combo. an article ranking all the combos because oh. I, I'm already done with it. Actually, oh. I just well, I'm doing it currently. I, I'm, I'm going to wait like a week to post it so everyone doesn't get mad at me and be like, "What are you talking about uniforms for?" They just lost a game. It'll be a good offseason thing. This that's is a, number. That's of, how you guys sound. This, <laughs> that's actually how I sound when I'm talking about them. Um, this combo is number one though. I love gold black black man. It's always yeah. the best thing they wear. It's my favorite. Yeah. Cool. All right, we'll get out of here and be back with episode 185 after. 
Christmas next week. Hope everyone has. Uh, if you celebrate Christmas, have a great Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll say Happy New Year in the next podcast because it's before the New Year. Gonna say, um, yeah, <laughs> until then, this has been bad. It's been good, though. Yeah. Uh, until next week, you can find us on Twitter at BaileyJAdams22, at ByCA Simmons, at Night Sports Now, and at Pegasus Podcast. Thank you guys so much for being with us all season long, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, everybody.